0: Hey, y'all. Happy, happy day today. Uh, Another edition of Denver's Market Moment. I am Estrella Gallegos with the XP Realty.
1: And I am Scott with eMortgage Capital.
0: We have some really cool stuff to talk about with y'all. But before we get into these interest rate strategies, I know everybody loves interest rate topics. That seems to be the number one question I get as a real estate agent. I'm sure... The number one news topic everybody sees, Scott, obviously hears his day in, day out. Um, So really, really excited about today's topic. And we're going to talk about how you can leverage what's happening in the market right now to your benefit when you're purchasing a home. Before we get into that, let's talk a little bit about what's happening in the Denver market. So in the market, it's actually very exciting right now. Things are starting to happen. Um, We are starting to see an early spring market. And these numbers are going to reflect that, but I want to emphasize early spring market. What that means to you as a buyer is the opportunity for you to take advantage of all of those seller concessions, price reductions, and all of the other good stuff. Coupled with right now, we have pretty decent interest rates. That window of opportunity is shrinking and it's shrinking at a rapid pace. So if you've been on the fence, get off the fence, give Scott and I a call. Because this is the perfect opportunity for you to step into the market. Because once spring happens and all those houses come back on the market, I'm starting to hear in other markets, including here in Denver, in some areas, we're back to multiple offer situations. Let's just get ahead of all of that. Because that is deflating as a buyer, especially a first-time home buyer. So let's try to get ahead of that and take advantage of that opportunity. Um, Okay, so... In the past seven days in the Denver metro area, we have had 476 new listings. Not super high. Actually, I was hoping it would be higher. Um, But what's interesting is we had 857 listings go to a pending status. That's huge. That's the biggest number we've seen in the past few weeks. 857 homes going under contract right there that is showing you that buyers are taking advantage of the decreased interest rate and again those multiple offer situations people are what i what i think is happening right now too is people are undercutting the list price because they think there's not going to be any competition but if it's your first week on the market as a listing you're you're if you're priced well you show well there's a good chance you should get some decent showings because the buyers are coming back out. And if you are trying to undercut, I think you really want to rethink that strategy. And two, obviously make sure you have an agent that's not afraid to pick up the phone and call the listing agent to find out, do they have any other offers? What type of offer is going to get them um, you know, to a uh, an acceptance? So I thought that was really cool. Uh, we had- Questions. Yes, of course.
1: Questions. Um, so is that a stat that you have to keep a close eye on as week after week or month after month kind of goes by? Because what I hear when you say that, that 850 some homes went pending and only 400 and some homes went active, that's a flip flop number. Does that mean that we're potentially trending back towards more, less supply, more demand, and that's going to create a new environment again, where it's a, a high competition type World? Absolutely. Because right, yep. that trend continues, yep. hang on, right? hundred
0: percent. Yeah, that's okay. a really good question. I'm okay. glad you asked that because that is exactly what that means. So when, because like you said, normally those numbers are flip-flopped, right? Normally we would see right. the larger number of new listings and then pending would be a little bit under or even half in some situations. But the fact that so many went under contract in the past seven days, A lot of buyers that were on the fence saw that the interest rate went down, they hopped back in, they went home shopping and went under contract. And the sellers who had been sitting there for so long, they're not paying attention to the interest rates nearly as much. Unfortunately, not all agents are either. So when they get these offers that come in and they're asking for all of these concessions on top of their lower interest rate, you have a potential to get, you know, buy down your rate to a 5% in some situations because they're taking advantage of those seller concessions, reduced price negotiation at the inspection period. So we are starting to see that that's where I'm seeing that indicator of us stepping into an early spring market because that number being flip-flop is crazy. And the other thing that I saw is the withdrawn listings reduced a lot there was only 88 houses that were withdrawn I looked at all of the houses that were pulled off the market it was a combination of two things um one the houses were trash and they were overpriced like literally trash like there was trash in the listing photos um as a listing agent even if it's a poor condition at least pick the trash up like Pay for a trash removal service, but here nor there. <laughs> um, so they were literally trashed, or they had sat on the market and they decided to go rent. But okay, so I was looking at these, and there was a couple of like there was one in Brighton, and there was one in Wheat Ridge, and specifically that I saw in the withdrawn. They were really nice listings, and um, they took them off the market, and then they decided to rent. The reason why I dug into these two in particular, one, they're nice listings. And two, they were only on the market or both of them were on the market for less than 60 days. If you are a savvy agent or if your listing agent is a savvy listing agent and they're communicating effectively with you, they would tell you that the average days on market right now is 53. So if you're less than 60 days and you're already getting impatient, Standard days on market right now is 53. So it's just, mm-hmm. you really need to yeah. understand that before you decide to withdraw or pull back. Um, so hopefully their listing agent didn't do them a disservice, um, but it, it, what that one was kind of surprising to me. Um, and then we had 427 closings in the past seven days. So pretty good. Uh, our average list price was 684, 473 for those homes and then the closed price was 670.396. So we're at about a 93.94% close ratio or close to original list. Um that's down. So that's gone down. That trend is down about 6 per- or no, 5 percentage points from our last conversation. So 2 weeks ago, um we were closer to the 98% and so now we're about 5 percentage points lower. So We've seen prices are closing 5% lower than list price. If you are going on the market now, you really want to see what's happening, trending. Don't go out the gate really high. That's one of the big things I hear when I go on listing appointments. Well, let's just price high. We can always reduce the price. Or let's price high, then we'll get an offer under list. Like it doesn't really work like that because it's not the same as it was in the quote unquote, olden days, like the pre-tech era, right? Where people will go in and they create these search algorithms or they go on online website and they create these like searches and they put the top of their budget. So if your house is outside the top of the budget and you thought you were going to go under contract within their budget range, that buyer or potential buyer is not even seeing your house. So you really want to make sure that you're listening to your listing agent and pricing it accordingly based on what's happening in the market. So really cool stuff. I can't wait to see what happens over the next couple of weeks because I'm seeing early spring. I know there's snow outside. We're in January. I'm so freaking over all this snow. But we are definitely, so it might not look like spring outside, but the real estate market is looking like spring.
1: (laughs) I would keep a really close eye on that Mm -hmm. one. Like that right there, an indication of what, who knows, February, March, April, mm-hmm. this summer is gonna look like that The That's a key one to keep an eye on for sure.
0: Almost makes me nervous.
1: Perste- <laughs> yep, I agree, <laughs> agreed. If you're listening and you wanna get out there and beat that competition market, like now's your time, yes. let's go.
0: Yeah, yeah, if, if I call all of my people that have been on the fence, I'm like, y'all like the data, the data, the data, this is what it says. And people are like, oh, I know, I know. I'm gonna wait. And I'm like, don't wait. If you have to like finish out the school year and you're driving your kids, figure out how you're gonna do it. Cause you're not gonna get these opportunities. Prices are gonna start to go up. Interest rates are still gonna fluctuate, um, but you're not gonna get the deals that you're getting right now. So jump in, take advantage of it, which leads us really perfectly into how we can leverage what's happening with interest rates and working with your lending partner Having the right lending partner that knows his stuff, like how you can really take advantage of all of this. So, Scott, what do you have for us today?
1: Yeah, so just a quick kind of like interest rate update, and and I don't know if people know or don't know, but we don't really prep a whole lot before we jump on and get into these conversations. But as you talk about early spring market, I can only go back to what my business has felt like since you know January first, and it has felt like all of those maybe October, November, December folks that were number one, maybe waiting to get past the holidays. So I'm just wanna get past the holidays and then I wanna start to get going again. Cool, they've shown up, right? And as the market has more decreased interest rate days, right, or rate dropping type days, that's that message is getting out there a little bit more. And so people are feeling more confident that the that the rates have gone down a little bit. And I think they're just getting used to it. So if they were a 2022 type, buyer and they said, Oh, I want to wait to see what the market does or see what the economy does or see what rates do or I want to get past the holidays. Like I feel the same thing in my world. My my applications are up. I have more people reaching out asking questions. I feel that. So as you said early spring market, cool. Like that that makes a lot of sense in my world too. So what we're doing is right, obviously just trying to communicate hey if you are interested, you know, maybe now is the time to get off the fence before that flip-flopping number takes a hold and all of a sudden it's a super competitive world and you're offering 25 to 50 over on that, that h- house again. So to kind of get back into interest rates, you know, in, in general in the whole from year to day, which is 25 days, we've had more rate deterioration days than we've had increased days. So rates have steadily slowly go down. Now don't get me wrong, the market's still up and down and they kind of go up a little down a little bit, but they've had more down days then up days. And so that is an indication that we're heading into the direction that we assumed we thought we would be in 2023, which whereas the rates are starting to decrease and inflation is getting under control and that is gonna be the normal trend. So as that continues to happen and more buyers feel optimistic about getting out there, we gotta keep an eye on, hey, what type of market are we at? Do we have the ability to go and get seller credits and concessions? Because eventually that day is gonna disappear. So huge kind of point there that we're seeing, Uh, rates slowly starting that decrease process. We're keeping an eye on them constantly. And then a couple of things when it's coming to rates uh, recently that we've been able to help some folks on. So some lenders can do this. Some lenders can't. It depends on what kind of platform or banking institution that you're on. But we have the ability to lock an interest rate seven days a week. Okay. And so what we had recently was you know, a rough kind of Thursday, Friday, which we knew the market on Monday was going to open up worse. And so we were able to lock an interest rate on a Saturday. And if we wanted to do it, we could do it on a Sunday. The point of that is having the ability to lock an interest rate on any day of the week is going to allow the consumer to win for sure in that scenario. If you're in an institution that you have to wait until Monday and you know, well, hopefully, you know, your lender should communicate, but and you know that that rate is gonna be worse than what it was last week, that could potentially throw your payment off, right? Throw your qualifications off and just obviously not gonna feel. So we have the ability to lock seven days a week. We also have the ability to lock very specifically to a day. And what I mean by that is the normal standard in lending is like every 15 days, you can do a 15 day lock, a 30, a 45, a 60 and so on. And so, Having the ability to control the day has gives you the ability to control the rate and the cost. And so um most 90 some percent of contracts are written, somewhere between a 20 and 30 day mark. So most lenders are locking on a 30 day interest rate. Cool, that's the standard, that's the norm, no big deal. And let's say that that 30 day interest rate is six and a half, cool. But Australia goes out and writes a 20 day contracts. Well, if it's a 20 day contract, and I don't have to lock for 30 days, and I can lock for 20, that could take my six and a half interest rate and change it to a six point three seven five because I don't need to hold that rate for a longer period of time. You're going to be able to potentially get a better interest rate. So, while you're shopping, you know, think about or, or ask the loan officer, have communication on: Do you have the ability to lock an interest rate at any time of the day, any time of the week? evenings weekends whatever because that could be a huge advantage or potentially disadvantage as you're moving forward and then hey do you have the ability to lock on you know 17 days or 19 or 15 like can you very specifically pick the day and that will also help with a lower cost lower interest rate potential so those are two things that can help you win on top of just yeah I think keeping an eye on that stat on you know, homes being listed and homes going under contract because we've talked a lot over the months on having the ability to get some type of credit or concession from the consumer or from the seller. And based on that stat, it just makes you feel like that day is going to come to an end here come spring, come summer. Yep.
0: So I really want to emphasize to everybody that's listening to this episode, how big of a deal that is not every lender and not every institution has the ability to do a lock every single day of the week. And so, for example, if something's happening, let's say Friday afternoon, and the markets don't open again until Monday, right? And there's a lot of news and turmoil and uh, the all the finance gurus are saying the market's not gonna do well, something's gonna happen whatever it may be, Scott um, has the ability to go in and say, you know what, the interest rate is, and I'm just gonna make up numbers, but let's just say the interest rate is 5%. We know that based on what's happening in the new cycle right now, that could impact the interest rate and move it to a 5.9%. That's a big, a significant difference in payment. So let's go ahead and lock you in, get you under contract, lock in that rate right now, so that you can take advantage of that five. And if I can give you a date, I can maybe make that five a 4.8%. And again, these are made up numbers. I don't know if we're, we're gonna be at those low numbers, but.
1: Everybody yeah. is super excited right yeah, now. everybody's
0: They're like, fine. what, 4.8? Yeah, just remember, like disclaimer, this is fake numbers. I'm not sure. a lender. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. um, but it's just huge, like to be able to take advantage of that that it's not just saving you a couple hundred bucks every month it's saving you hundreds of thousands potentially in the lifetime of your loan that is huge to be able to save that amount of money and not every lender can do that i i mean i just got goosebumps i'm not going to lie like i know i'm a big nerd but like that gave me goosies just thinking about the impact that it could have for you and taking advantage of that, coupled with this very small window that we have right now for buyers, it is the time to win right now. It is your season to be a buyer. So I'm, I'm really excited. I'm Jack. I'm pumped up about this.
1: <laughs> I love it, right? I mean, it kind of goes back, we mentioned it before too, it's the triangle of trust. It's who are the people that you have in your corner that are helping you navigate this world, right? And uh, the, the relationship between the the buyer the agent and the lender can dictate and determine a lot of these things, right? If you have Mm -hmm. a buyer out there shopping and the lender has done his due diligence and says, hey, this is a pretty kind of clean file, or we have everything documented, or we're kind of ready to rock. Hey, Australia, go ahead and write a 14-day contract. Mm -hmm. Sweet, right? Like, not only is that going to give the lender the opportunity to, you know, lock on a very specific day and potentially, yes, save tens of thousands of dollars in interest, but it's Probably going to get your offer to the top of the list too, where the next guy is writing them for, you know, 25 or 30 days or 45 and you're rocking something in 14, promise you that seller would rather have their equity or have their proceeds in 14 days than 25 or 30 it It'll make you win.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And there's all kinds of things yep. we can do. Like if the um, seller needs that 30 day, we can still write a 14 day and do a 14 day post occupancy agreement or a rent back. So you can still take advantage of that, still give the seller what they want. And it's a win-win for everybody because they're getting their proceeds early. They are now able to get their other house non-contingent when they move or whatever the case may be. So it's a win-win. I mean, it's huge. It's a really good situation. But I want to flip it a little bit. And I just want to ask the question that a lot of people are going to think about. So what happens if you can't close in 14 and that closing gets pushed to 16, 18
1: days, what happens to that rate? Yeah, that's a great question. So we have the ability to to extend a rate for two days at no cost. So let's say something does kind of go wrong or wonky or there's a hurdle to overcome and you got to push it from Wednesday to Thursday or Wednesday to Friday. That's going to be all good. Uh, What normally happens if you, for one, you got to figure out the why behind Mm -hmm. it. Like why are, this, is this is this our fault as a lending institution? Is this the seller's problem because they didn't fix the 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 furnace in time or get the roof on in time? like who who's kind of responsible for the extension could be potentially the one who pays. And what we've always done in our world that if it is something with lending that has caused us to delay the transaction, we pay for that
0: cost. Not everybody right? does that. I uh, just wanted to state that yeah, not everybody we, does that. For-
1: no, not everybody does that. And that's just how I'm, you know, mm-hmm. born and raised. That's just integrity and ethics. And like, you just, if I did something or, or you know, again, uh, we made a, a mistake or we had a, we caused it, we will eat that cost 100%. If it's something on the seller side, you know, again, they didn't fix something, then we would probably go ask them, but you can extend the, the simplicity is you can continue to extend the rate every day, or you can go five days or 10 or however it is, depending on how long you have to go, it depends on what kind of cost would come with that. And then again, depending on that cost and kind of the responsibility of that would kind of depend on maybe who pays for it.
0: Yeah, which is really cool. I mean, I think that's really huge. It's a great opportunity. So just to kind of recap on how you can leverage this, obviously being able to lock over the weekend gets you the opportunity to lock a low rate prior to anything happening in the market. So shifting market conditions which we know what we're seeing right now, what has become more normal is the ebb and flow of the interest rates. So they're up and down, which is normal, y'all. That's just the way things have been for years and years. This whole drastic drop, that was an abnormal market. So we're seeing this ebb and flow, which is pretty steady, normal market. So you can take advantage of the low times. You By locking in your date, you can also take advantage of a lower interest rate. And if you you can do a quicker close, and if the seller still needs that 30-day close, we can still offer that with the post-occupancy agreement. All kinds of really good stuff. Good techniques and tactics. Pumped. I'm so pumped about this. I'm ready. Like all my buyers, y'all get off the fence. Let's go. Let's go. I am ready. I will make the time. My husband is also a licensed real estate agent. So we will conquer and divide and make sure you're able to get to see all the listings that you need to see so that yeah. we can get you in. And get you under contract before it becomes a competitive market. Any last thoughts? Scott? Love
1: it. No, you nailed it. You know, again, I would, I would really kind of keep a close eye on your early spring market in January. Um, so that's my big takeaway. And um, all right. next time we jump on here next Wednesday, probably going to be my question of like, hey, what's that number you- look like? <laughs> Where are we at with this?
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: There's issues with locking and rates and some stuff that we'd love to talk to you about. It. But if you're a buyer thinking about waiting for some reason, you better listen up and see what she has to say next week. Right.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you all so much for joining us on Denver's Market Moment. I will see you all next week. Bye.
1: See you guys.